What is going on, my dudes? Welcome back to the Freedom Falls podcast, the only podcast in the world that promotes free living and happy thinking. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another Saturday morning here on the Freedom Falls podcast. Glad you guys could join me for another episode. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is going to be a pretty good one. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The Ben Askren and Jake Paul fight. Oh, man. I You know, I told you guys I was pretty, pretty excited for that fight. And uh, unfortunately, it did not go uh, the way I wanted it to. Jake Paul won uh, first round knockout uh, against Ben Askren. I mean, it was like a one minute fight. Kind of unexpected. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to go on a lot longer, as many did. Um, I was rooting for Ben. I thought, you know, but I mean, it was known that like his striking is just bad. That's probably why Jake picked him for this fight. But, you know, I mean, he might fight Dylan Danis next. I don't know. Obviously, everyone's upset because he hasn't fought a truly real boxer yet. You know, like Ben Askren's like way better at wrestling and uh, a lot more groundwork in the UFC. So, um, you know, he's not really known for being a heavy striker. But no, I, I got to give Jake some credit that uh, that right hand did some damage. No lie. It looked like it blew him into the fourth dimension with that punch. Uh, yeah. No, that was that was good. He stunned him a couple times before he even landed the knockout, too. That's something I noticed. Like, he was he was landing a few kind of smaller blows, but then, you know, he just one pow right to the noggin. So, yeah, no, that was good. It was hilarious, too, because, like, all the announcers, they were super drunk. They had to be. They had to be. If you actually watch the fight, uh, the whole, like, event leading up to the, the Ben and Jake fight, they were like acting crazy. Like Snoop Dogg was on another level. Like it was pretty funny to watch all those guys just. And Pete Davidson. Can we just talk about how funny Pete Davidson was? Okay. I'm not even going to lie. I don't really like, well, I don't know. I say I don't really like Pete Davidson, but like every time I see him, like, I mean, he's a funny dude. I don't know why. I just haven't really, I haven't really liked Pete Davidson. Uh, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. He just seems like that cliche person that comes out of California and like acts like they're real famous and stuff. But like, I don't really know what he's famous for. Um, but, you know, he's got that movie coming out or I guess the, the show uh, Scranton Island or something like that. I don't know. But during this Jake Paul and Ben Asker fight, he was hilarious. He was dropping hilarious jokes. And I also liked whenever he went into uh, both of their locker rooms. And, uh, you know, he went into Jake's locker room and was like, yeah, yeah, no, no, that Ben Askren guy, absolute loser. Like, who would vote for him? You know, and then he goes into, like, Ben's room and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that Jake guy, absolute idiot. And Jake and uh, Ben, I think, asked Pete. He goes, hey, you know, um, just give me some things. G- give me a list of things. What don't you like about Jake? And he goes, oh, I got you. You know, he's a YouTuber, he's an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing. And I was like, ah, a boy, Pete, there you go. No, I was dying the whole time. I didn't like how uh, before Ben and Jake came on, there was a four-hour music festival that came on. Um, yeah, each time, like, you know, it was it kind of reminded me of like a Super Bowl halftime. Like every, after every single fight, there was literally like a Super Bowl halftime show. That lasted darn near an hour before the next fight came on. 
So, like, you know, the first two, I watched the first two. Um, I watched the first two concerts, and after that, I was like, dude, like, this is this is getting old. Like, I, I am here to watch the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight. Like, the other boxing matches were pretty good. Um, I watched those whenever they came on. I didn't really know any of the guys that were fighting, but, uh, you know, I was just looking forward to the Jake Paul and Ben one, as most people who bought the thing were. Um, but yeah, no, after like the third or fourth concert, maybe even like the second, honestly, I was pretty done. I just turned off the computer and was like, all right, we're, we're just going to play video games until the, the next fight comes on. But yeah, no, then the, uh, then the Ben fight came on and <clears throat> yep, definitely was not expecting him to get a uh, flattened like that in the first minute, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm. Kind of curious to see what his next fight will be. And, oh, jeez. A lot of people were saying it was rigged. I kind of thought it was, too. Um, mostly because, think about it, right? This was going to be, well, it is. It, it was the biggest upset of Jake's career, right? So whenever you have a UFC guy and an Olympic wrestler with a tremendous plethora of achievements in the sport of fighting and wrestling and all that then you're going up against a youtuber guy who was three and oh previous to this or i guess two and oh previous to this and um yeah everybody's like looking at the numbers and it's like oh yeah ben's got it in the bag jake has no chance against this guy no matter what i mean he's just gonna get he's gonna get absolutely decimated so you would think that the biggest upset would be if Jake won. And guess what? That happened. That actually happened. So many people lost a lot of money. I don't even think Dana White actually bet $2 million against Jake Paul. I think it was just a publicity stunt to get the fight riled up. I don't think he actually did it. Um, Snoop Dogg also put like a million or $2 million on Jake Paul and right when uh, you can hear it in the fight, seconds before Jake gets kablamoed, Snoop Dogg's like, come on, Jake, give me my money. Give me my money, Jake. And then he knocks him out. It's like it's like uh, Snoop Dogg knew what was going to happen. So, you know, that's just a little sketchy. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah. Little, little uh, suspicious on that, on the, that part. But hey, you know, if it was rigged, people usually find out uh, sooner or later. And uh, you know, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like who cares, you know. Um, but his next fight, I, I just, I hate that. Like after Jake wins these fights, he will not shut up. Jake is one of the most annoying people when it comes to fame and publicity within like public events like this and like fights and stuff and he calls people out on instagram like he's got one of the loudest mouths on instagram and twitter i mean he's an he's just an idiot um so you know i don't i don't like that he won this fight because he's not going to shut up after this until he fights his next fight or until he loses uh which i hope happens fairly quickly so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the future holds. But, no, that was one heck of a fight. So Also, I guess the uh, the Logan, Paul, and Floyd Mayweather fight got scheduled for June 5th. So, you already know I'm getting ready to watch that one. And, uh, yeah, one of my friends who was telling me, he goes, 
you know how much of a shockwave that would send around the world if Floyd Mayweather's only loss is by Logan Paul. I don't think I don't think Floyd Mayweather has ever been dropped in his life. I think he's 52 and 0 right now or similar to it. And yeah, if uh if Logan Paul actually does something to Floyd Mayweather, that's going to absolutely just break the sport of boxing cuz I mean that's just it's also like a 30 pound weight difference, right? So Floyd Mayweather, I think is uh, only limited to 160 pounds. No less, no more. Logan Paul is at 190 pounds. No less, no more. Um, so I don't know. That weight difference might make a difference because in boxing, if you have more weight, you can kind of lean on your opponents to tire them out. So, well, But we'll see if he can apply that skill correctly. So I don't know. We, we got that to look forward to. I'm excited. Jake Paul, Ben Asker fight is in the past now. Oh, and I guess um, I guess Triller offered an NFT. If you guys don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token. So it's basically like if you wanted to buy a digital copy of something that is specifically yours, if you have like your your name on it that you own it, that's an NFT, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of pointless because you can replicate it and all that stuff. If you guys ever have the time, definitely look up what an NFT is and like how it kind of works. Um, but it's just giving you exclusive rights to own something digitally. So if you wanted to buy a tweet, I guess you could have the the ownership to it or whatever. So anyway, Triller offered an NFT to purchase the Nate Robinson and Jake Paul fight. And they said they would also offer up the last 30 seconds of of uh, the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight uh, available for an NFT. So I don't know. That's kind of cool. But again, not really, not really too um, special in my opinion when you could just look up clips of, uh, of the fight and basically have your own replicate right there. So, but you know, we'll see. And in the movie world, uh, you know, we got a few movies coming out recently. Uh, Let's see, we got Fast and Furious 9 that's coming out, I believe, sometime in June or July, which I am super pumped about. I love Fast and Furious and uh, have watched all the Fast and Furious movies up until the, you know, the more recent one and looking forward to the ninth one. And I guess it also looks like John Cena is uh, Vin Diesel's brother, so that's a little bit, bit of a twist. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see it and look forward to it. Uh, some other movies are coming out. I guess uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. I've seen a couple trailers on that. So, you know, I've, I've played a couple of the MK games, but I haven't, you know, I don't know how interested I am on seeing the, the actual movie. Um, yeah, no, a lot of movies have, uh, have kind of been on the on the on the low, I guess, uh, you know, because you never hear about any trailers coming out or see many trailers because, you know, most movie theaters are out of commission or just on just, you know, waiting for things to clear up. Uh, you know, the King Kong movie versus Godzilla just came out. I have yet to see it, but I heard there's a winner, which makes me more intrigued to uh, eventually see it. But I, you know, I wasn't real too psyched on uh, initially seeing it too much. Um, so yeah, but a couple days ago I had uh, one of my good friends. He goes, Hey man, you want to, you want to see uh, he texts me and my other friend. He goes, Hey, you want to see nobody? And uh, I had no idea what this movie was about prior to this. 
literally on the spot, I just went ahead and Googled uh, what the movie Nobody was. And you can see on the cover, it shows the actor who plays uh, Better Call Saul. And also, uh, you know, Saul, the guy who was in Breaking Bad as Walter's lawyer. And um, I haven't seen any of his other movies besides whenever he played in Breaking Bad. I didn't watch Better Call Saul. Um, You know, I guess that's like his point of view of the Breaking Bad situation, which I probably still I want to watch it at some point. But I never, you know, it was one of those things to where I was never initially interested in it. So I just never watched it. Um, But the trailer to this one, the trailer to the movie Nobody looked pretty interesting. I mean, a bunch of shooting, a bunch of other stuff. I guess it's like a crime action movie kind of. And I was like, hey, you know what? Better Call Saul's in it. Um, I'm down to watch it. You know, it, it looks halfway decent. So, uh, yeah, that movie was awesome. I'm going to try to give it like a small review without any spoilers because I feel like it's kind of easy to drop spoilers in this movie because a lot of stuff happens and um, it's awesome. I personally think, and you can see my review on uh, Letterboxd, the app, follow me at that Nick though. You can see in the movie that it kind of has a similar plot line to Breaking Bad, which... I love a lot because I love Breaking Bad. Amazing, amazing show. Um, Vince Gilligan is an absolute god. And it was kind of funny. I got reminded by my mom, who's also a huge fan of Breaking Bad. She was like, you know, that'd be kind of funny if uh, if it was directed and written by Vince Gilligan. Because if, you know, if you say it's similar to Breaking Bad, you know, that'd be kind of ironic. It's not, it's not written by Vince Gilligan or directed by him, which is kind of, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Both, both those guys, I guess, have sim- similar ideologies on how to write an action movie. But it was a great movie. It was an absolute great movie. All the actors did a great job. All the action sequences were awesome. Bunch of guns. Not to mention the soundtrack. Goodness gravy, the soundtrack was so good. Like, there was a couple Pat Benatar songs in there. Oh, my gosh. And then there was one scene where uh, they roll up in like a Russian club or whatever, which also is like in the middle of like uh, uh, an American city. So I don't know, that kind of threw me off because I thought it was in Russia because it's like a Russian club and it's all these Russian people. But you see the uh, protagonist go into this, go into this guy or uh, go into this Russian club. So you're like, well, I guess it's in the United States, let alone like his city. So anyway, but yeah, no, they go into this Russian club and it's like playing some techno Russian music. And I was vibing the whole time. I was chilling into my seat, looking next to my buddies who were next to me. And I was like, yo, this is this is not bad. So yeah, no, it was awesome. I guess, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the protagonist's former life, he was like an FBI assassin or whatever. And then uh, he tries to uh, he tries to push down that old life of his by living with his family and having a nice house and a nice suburban neighborhood and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I guess he kind of misses the crime life and he gets back into it real slowly by beating people up who deserve to get beaten up. And it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I enjoyed the movie. It was way different than what I expected from, uh, you know, what I had seen in the cover, the trailers, trailers and all that a lot better than I was expecting. And I'm so glad I saw it. I would totally go see it again. I gave it four out of five stars on Letterboxd. Awesome movie. 
awesome movie. And that kind of inspires me to go see some more movies with uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, the guy who plays the protagonist, a.k.a. Better Call Saul. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. That movie was really good. I'm hoping Fast 9 is good, Fast and Furious 9. I'm hoping that's good. I'm getting, I'm ready to go see movies again. Yeah, because, uh, you know, me and my buddies, we used to see a bunch of movies all throughout the year and all throughout the summer. So this was my first movie coming back into uh, theaters for 2021. So, yeah, no, it was a good start. Definitely adding that one to uh, to the to the movie playlist. Anytime I'm bored and I'm like, hey, you know, let's flip on an action movie. Oh, remember that one action movie with uh, the Better Call Saul guy named Nobody? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, play that one. That's That's a banger. And uh, another person that kind of surprised me that was in the movie was Christopher Lloyd. The funny thing with him is I didn't even recognize that he was in the movie till like way, way later in the film. Uh, you know, I knew he was getting up there. He was the guy that played uh, Doc in Back to the Future. And it took me a fat minute to uh, recognize that, oh, yo, he's in the movie. And uh, it's pretty, pretty funny to see a. Uh, an old guy just starts shooting all these bad guys and just taking out the Russian mob with, with, uh, with, uh, Bob Odenkirk. So that was pretty funny. No, I knew he was getting old. I, I knew he was getting old. So I, uh, I looked up on IMDb, like how old he was October 22nd of 1938. Homie is like in his night. Hold on. Hold on. I think he's in his nineties. How old is Christopher Lloyd? 82 okay okay so not as old as i was thinking but i knew he was already like getting up there in age and back to the future so it was kind of funny to see him like in an action movie with this guy i mean it was pretty funny another thing that really made this movie unique to me was uh the subtle comedy aspects and the subtle hints that were put in place to later be brought back up later in the movie um so the subtle comedy, it was pretty funny. Like this movie's like kind of serious, but it has its moments of lightheartedness. Like, I don't know. It, it the movie like knows what it is. And it like capitalizes on the humor and sarcasticness of things. And uh, you know, like the protagonist like gets his story mixed up and kind of adds humor to the film. It's kind of funny. But like the things that get brought up and then like like the main character like does something and like you don't really pay much attention to it and then like later in the film it like comes back around and you're like oh so that's why he did that that was like a similar aspect to me that made it similar to the breaking bad storyline because you know walter white he uh he obviously does like a number of things that you just don't really think will come back later but then it does and you're like, oh, you know, like it all makes sense now. It's clicking together. So, you know, a lot of that happens in this movie. And that's what made it really cool. Is it's like uh, you, you start putting together a lot of the puzzle pieces once he starts like bringing back things. And it's crazy. So, yeah, you know, if you, if you get a chance to see it, highly recommend it. You know, I think this is going to be one of the best movies of the year. I don't know how Mortal Kombat and all the other movies are going to do, but as far as action and realistic, you know, a quote unquote realistic action goes, I think this is going to be one of the better movies of the year. So, but yeah, aside from seeing movies this, uh, this summer, 
I'm hoping I get to do a whole bunch of other stuff this summer because uh, me and my buddies, we used to do a, a whole plethora of things. Um, you know, we would we would always like hang out every single day and just do all these crazy stuff and go on all these trips. But uh, like a lot of the people went on to school and, you know, I'm going to school a different place and everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, obviously with COVID, everyone's just staying home. And I don't know. I totally believe in the idea that you can go do a lot of fun things outside and not really having that be an interference with your fun. But, you know, I don't know. It's just the way things go, I guess. But, yeah, hopefully this summer we can get back into all the crazy stuff I used to do and um, all the fun stories that came along with it. Uh, a lot of those stories I definitely want to talk about here on the podcast because there are some funny, funny stories. Let me tell you about all the stuff I did in high school and stuff. Um, sometime I got to think about uh, like putting together, piecing together like topics around that and stuff. And one thing I was thinking about the other day is like a few years ago, what me and my two friends uh would do at some point we would go around our town and find like under construction neighborhoods so like neighborhoods that were being built and stuff and i mean it was like a five acre plot of land that that they usually the neighborhoods were usually built on and we would literally go to these houses i mean you know assuming that no one owns them right but you know obviously i hear about stories that people like will buy houses and not necessarily move into them yet, but like they build them while they own it, I guess. So I used to think that houses were just built, right? And then like they'd eventually be put on the market with no one originally owning them yet. So I don't know. But we'd go around in these neighborhoods trying to find under, or not underground houses, under construction houses that were being built. And uh, we came across this one that was near a church, kind of like the neighborhood was by like right next to a church. And we'd go in all these houses uh, late at night because, you know, you don't want to definitely do this in the daytime. Like, obviously, it's kind of legal. So uh, we would go to these houses and kind of scope out what they would look like, like if the inside was cool. And I don't know, it's kind of funny. It was really thrilling, like finding these houses to like hang out in for like a little bit. Because some of the houses would be pretty finished on the inside, and then it, you know just need the outside worked on. But uh, you know, a lot of these other houses were just like they just had like the wood structures put up. Um, but this one house that we hung out a bunch in was fairly finished. Now nah, it wasn't too finished, but like the inside was really nice. Like you know, the kitchen and living room were pretty pretty much finished. Um. But yeah, like, the, I mean, the door was open and everything. So, I mean, obviously that doesn't permit someone to walk in. Also, uh, just as a disclosure, I do not condone or promote any of the activities uh, that I'm talking about in the story. So yeah, with that, uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. Anyway, um, yeah, so we uh, we'd, we went into this one house um, and, uh, you know, we're like looking around and all this stuff. I personally liked the, the houses with two stories. The one story were kind of boring. Uh, you know, I always like two stories. A, because obviously it's a bigger house. Two is because we would like to go up on the roofs of these houses. So the particular one that we hung out at a bunch, um, 
we'd go up to this, we'd go up to the second story and then, we, you know, there was like this giant room that sometimes we'd just hang out and talk in. Uh, you know, we didn't do any like drugs or drink in high school. So, you know, we just, we knew a bunch of people that did, but like literally whenever we went to these houses, we literally just like sat there on our phones and like talked about like Mario Kart and stuff. Um, so we, uh, we would open the window to this one room that we would always chill in. And I don't know why, but they just left the windows completely unlocked with no screen. So we, we would literally just like open the window to in inside this under construction house and go chill on the roof of this place. And it was so awesome and surreal. I felt like I was in a movie. We would, uh, we would literally just chill on the outside. Like whenever you open the window of this room, it led out to the roof, obviously. And then like, it wasn't like horrifically slanted so like you couldn't stand it was like a flat roof looking thing so as soon as you open the window you could easily like make your way onto the roof and climb up all the way up so that's what we did we uh we got on the roof and uh you know just talked about life had some pretty good life conversations up there um you know just talking about school and like what was going on in our life and stuff and uh yeah no it was a whole lot of fun um, and, uh, we, we kept going back to that house a ton of times because we knew eventually it was going to be finished. You know, obviously like the construction workers were going to finish the house and then we're going to get it all locked up and stuff. And then we just can't go back there anymore. Um, and obviously there was obviously people going to eventually move in. So it was, there was really like a small window that we could go to this house and hang out until it was unhangoutable. So the times we did, we just had a good old fun time. We didn't bring really anyone to that house besides just us three. Um, but we always loved hanging up. We would go, we would climb up to the very top of the roof. Like, I don't know. It kind of felt like we were like birds standing on a electric pole or uh, the power lines, if that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds on a power line. That That's more like it. Yeah, and we just we would sit on the spine of this roof at the very top and just like look over into the church parking lot where it's like lights and stuff. But like we were in the darkness. I don't know. It was so cool just to like chill up there um, and just talk. So it was really cool. I miss that house. And in fact, after people moved into that house, we would drive by that neighborhood and like go to the house and like be like, Hey, you know, we used to hang out there. So little do those people know, that uh three teenagers would would hang on top of their house late late at night and just chill talk about life and uh you know crazy how that works so yeah i got a bunch of funny stories like that so and uh you know some that are just way crazier than that so i'll have to i'll have to get a hold of uh you know a lot of my friends and kind of piece together on uh, some of these stories that happened a lot of them i have on my phone like you know videos and pictures of stuff that happened but uh, there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that's pretty funny and exciting to hear about. So so I uh, guess I'll wrap the episode up there. Um, you know, I'm glad I got to talk for this long because I've got a pretty, pretty sizable headache at the moment. But uh, that does not stop me from pumping out an episode today. So I hope you guys had a good time sitting here listening to me. Whether you're playing video games, reading a book, doing your homework, finishing up your... your uh, your uh, other work for a job or, you know, if you're just chillaxing 
and uh, chilling with me on this beautiful day. So um, with that, I hope you guys had a good time. You know, do something good today. Uh, you know, compliment someone, whether that even be like a family member. You know, tell them how appreciative you are to have them in your life. And uh, yeah, no, just just uh, make the best of your day and, uh, you know, roll with the punches that life gives you because you're always going to have them. So, yep, with that, I will see you guys same place next week on the Freedom Falls podcast. And, uh, you know, with that, I'll see you guys later. Adios.